You're listening to the Melting Podcast. A little of everything from everyone, everywhere. With your host, AF Grappen. Hey, everybody, I'd like to welcome you to episode two of the Melting Podcast, a Stoke the Fire episode. This is our first Stoke the Fire. And this is going to be based off of prompt number one on the website, which is a servant gets asked to do something out of the ordinary. Just for reference, Stoke the Fire requirements are that it's flash fiction, no more than 1,500 words. And I can go ahead and tell you that our submissions for this episode are both under 1,000 words. So these are going to be some really short, punchy stories uh, based off of that same prompt. One of them is mine. That one's going to be read to you by Theo Kazmark. Um, but I'm going to be reading our first one for you today, and this is excerpts from the logs of Penfold PRKXN stroke 9B, serial number 79834 by Nobilis Reed. Yes, ma'am? Of course, madam. All personal service androids from the Penfold series are capable of emulating any service profession at all. The PRK Corporation prides itself on having the most complete behavior libraries in the galaxy. For certain esoteric requests, there may be a small delay for downloading new activity matrix files, but... Yes, madam. The Penfold design is the first personal service android that is widely considered to have crossed the uncanny valley and is capable of accurately emulating human behavior and appearance. This could hardly be achieved without including... Can you be more specific, madam? Ah, may I surmise from madam's reluctance to provide details that the services madam requires are of a somewhat more intimate nature than have heretofore been requested? Then please allow me to put madam at ease. Not only is that particular sort of service entirely within my capabilities... It is one that is often requested of Penfold series androids. So much so, that we arrive from the factory with the required activity matrices already. Yes, madam. Of course, madam. Oh, please. Allow me, madam. Yes, madam. Shoes are rather silly things, aren't they? Of course, madam. It would be no problem to wait until later to gather those for the laundry. I am gratified to hear it, madam. Harder? Of course, madam. Even harder? Madam, I fear that if I exert any more force than this, I may cause injury. Very well, madam. But I must warn madam that this will void the warranty agreement with Olivaw Incorporated. Yes, madam. Of course, madam. My joints are designed for maximum strength, flexibility, and durability. That posture would not be... Yes, madam. Of course. Does this suffice? I am delighted to hear it, madam. Oh, yes, madam. I would estimate that you burned at least 300 calories over the course of the last two hours. Would you like some refreshment? Here you are, madam. And may I offer you a light? Oh, no, madam. I do not have any ill feelings toward you at all. Why should the gratification of perfectly normal desires... Yes, madam. I can, of course, purge my logs of all your requests. Purge complete, madam. Will there be anything else? That's our first Stoke the Fire from Nobilis Reed. 
Uh, I don't know if I would qualify that as dessert or not. Uh, it's definitely something. Our second story is actually by me. It's called Carl Waits. Carl's boss pointed to a spot in the middle of an empty city block. Wait right here, she said. Oh, and put this on. She handed him a black leather jacket. Furrowing his brows, he put it on and then shrugged on the backpack she held out. There's food and water in there. Just wait here until I tell you. And then she was gone. It was a fairly pleasant day, though Carl found himself bored quickly. He hummed to himself for a while and shifted his weight from foot to foot. He paced a little, and when his boss didn't appear from nowhere to chide him, he squatted to get some relief for his knees, and then sat on his spot. Hunger grabbed him after a few hours, and he rummaged in the backpack, pulling out a can and a spoon. Shrugging, he opened the can to reveal fruit cocktail. It was gone a few minutes later, and Carl waited. He woke up to the sound of a cell phone ringing. Surprised he'd fallen asleep, Carl dove into the backpack, finally resurfacing with a flip phone in his hand. Hello? His boss's voice crackled. Carl, I need you to run a mile due east. I'm sorry? A mile, due east, now, go! Carl hauled the backpack up and jogged. He wasn't much of a runner, but he still managed to make the mile in about 18 minutes or so. The GPS on his phone beeped when he was able to stop. He bent over at the waist, panted for a few moments before bringing the phone back up to his ear. Um, anything else, ma'am? The line was dead. Carl closed the phone and waited. He wiped at the sweat of his forehead and the back of his neck. Carl kept waiting, his senses alert, but no other call came. He finally sat back down, his breath returned, and he rummaged in the backpack for another can of food. Fortune was with Carl over the next few days. The sky was overcast, just enough to keep the sun from beating down, but not enough to drench him with rain. Though he was bored and tempted to eat all of the supplies in his backpack, he didn't know how long he would be here. He rationed his food and water carefully, waiting for the next call for... whatever. It came on the fourth day. Carl, run north, a mile. He didn't bother questioning this time. He took off at a trot and stopped again when his phone beeped. Again, the call had ended while he was running. He made a mental note to keep her on the line next time. The call came little over an hour later, to his surprise. Carl, northeast, 1.41 miles. 1.41 miles? Boss, what is going on? There was a click, and the call ended. Frowning, Carl walked the distance. Next time, he wasn't going to move an inch until he knew what was going on. He settled into his new spot after an hour, only to hear something besides the silence he'd grown accustomed to. He strained to identify the sound. It was almost like a human voice, but it was too far away to be certain. He scanned the area around him, looking for the source of the sound. He could still hear it, distant. There was a lot of rubble, piles of debris, and there, in the distance, he saw hands waving in the air. The man, dressed in a white trench coat, was shouting something Carl couldn't hear. The cell phone rang. Carl? Yes, ma'am? Can you see someone? Yes, ma'am. I can't hear what he's saying, though. Checkmate. What? He's saying, checkmate. Do you remember that spot where I put you a few days ago? 
Yes, ma'am. Hurry back there. We're playing again. And there you have it. We're going to take a quick break to promote another awesome podcast or audiobook. Welcome to Reader Writer. My name is Ben Delano. And I'm Mary Ellen Warren. Hi, Mom. What is Reader Writer about? It's about reading. I find it really difficult to do actual, you know, tree killers. Yeah. Well, okay. It's about audiobooks. The enjoyment of a book is so subjective, isn't mm-hmm. it? The different format you're listening to or watching or reading. Actually, it's about any written media. This movie is essentially you can break it down into three one-hour-long TV episodes. And sometimes how it's written. Watching that and realizing that really made me think about how you construct a story. I get a total different perspective from it. And I think that's one of the huge differences between reader writer. Or breaking it apart in details. Oh, you're so anal. When you're writing, you do actually start to think of these people as being alive, and you don't want to do anything mean to them. Visit readerwriter.ca or find us on iTunes. And we're back. So I hope you enjoyed those two Stoke the Fire stories. I'm really hoping that we'll be able to get some more. Um, This prompt is still open, so you can still write a story for a servant being asked to do something out of the ordinary. Uh, our second prompt, which is a common household object isn't what it seems, is still open for submissions as well. So get your butt down, get your computer out, or get your pen and paper. Or if you've got to write on a napkin with a breadstick covered in marinara sauce, hey, whatever floats your boat, we'll take it. Just um, preferably type that up and send it rather than just sending the napkin. That'd be great. We will be back in a month with another Stoke the Fire episode. This one is going to be for prompt number two. In the meantime, keep eating and keep writing. Thank you for listening to The Melting Podcast. You can find our website with submission guidelines and current prompts at themeltingpodcast.com. Find us on Twitter at Melting Podcast or email us at themeltingpodcast at gmail.com. The Melting Podcast is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License, which means you're free to copy it and share it, as long as you don't change it, don't sell it, and always link back to the website. Sound effects are from the Free Sound Project, and the music is by Drew Rich Creek. <laughs>